Thanksgiving, it's about spending time with family. It's about that crazy uncle with his stories from his high school days. It's about that dramatic cousin whose life choices have made things difficult for them, but it's somehow everyone else's fault. It's about that intoxicated aunt who begins asking for karaoke at 11 a.m. It's about those awkward political discussions around the table as the bird is being passed around. In fact, there's a decently high likelihood that you've begun listening to this podcast while sitting in the bathroom, trying to take a much-needed break from it all. But let's go back to the bird being passed around. Do you know anything about that piece of poultry? Have you any clue where that tasty turkey has been? What's really inside that delicious drumstick, that wonderful wing, that perfectly basted breast, that magnificent meat? Well, we're about to tell you what might be in it. And we're not sure you're going to like what we have to say. Welcome to Reason to Panic, the only podcast for the worried mind. We give you a new reason to panic each week so that you are never without a reason to panic. Welcome to the podcast this week on a very special episode, a very special Thanksgiving episode. Um, we're already to the hol- holidays, guys. Can you believe we're at this point in the year already? No, it came way too fast. Yeah, it has. It's uh... But at the same time, I feel like we should, have, <laughs> we should have passed this mark like four or five times this year and somehow we're only here. So I don't know. It depends how you look at it. <laughs> You're hearing the uh, the beautiful voices of the greatest co-hosts money can buy. Um, we've got Tyler Mason with us. Tyler, how are you? Oh, I am phenomenal. How you doing, Eli? I'm doing well. Good. I'm well. I'm Eli Bowman, but we do have one more co-host. He's our attorney. He's our guy who knows what he's talking about most of the time. Uh, we got Randall Floyd on on the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Randall. I'm not sure. I think this is one of those times where I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Tyler knows what he's talking about, too. Actually, really what it is, is I'm the one that isn't quite sure what I'm ever talking about. So, um, But you got the other two to really rely on. <laughs> so this bird, this Thanksgiving bird, there is, there are some, there's an interesting article that's out. And we're going to tell you about this um, because most of you are probably planning on eating some form of turkey uh, this this uh, Thanksgiving, uh, some of you that are you know vegan or vegetarian, obviously this isn't a concern for you. But you may want to share this information with the ones you love that you know are going to be eating some poultry this uh, this Thanksgiving. Here's an article from the Grocer in UK, and here's what it says. And this is short enough where I can kind of just read read pretty much the whole thing. Um, and so that you guys can be informed. So in Great Britain, the bird flu risk has been raised to high after a an outbreak at a farm in Cheshire. So let me read this. The risk level of bird flu being carried into Great Britain by wild birds has been raised from medium to high by DEFRA after two separate cases in England last week. Following the calling of a broiler breeder flock near Frodsham, Cheshire, well, that's the most English sentence I've ever read, which had tested positive <laughs> for a highly pathogenic H5N8 strain of avian influenza, the risk to poultry has also been moved up to medium. In Northern Ireland, the risk level for bird flu in wild birds has stayed at medium, 
while for por- poultry, it remains low. So in Ireland, it's not as much of, a, of, of an issue. In a statement published on Friday, the chief veterinary officers from all four regions of the UK urged bird keepers to prevent any contact between their flocks and wild birds, which are currently on their annual autumn migration. Here's a quote. We have acted quickly to prevent the spread of disease at both sites in England and are continuing to monitor the situation closely, is what the, those uh, the chief veterinary officers have said. Here's the last part. Bird keepers should remain alert for any signs of disease and report suspected disease immediately. It's important now more than ever that bird keepers ensure that they are doing all they can to maintain and strengthen good biosecurity on their premises to ensure we prevent further outbreaks. The rest is kind of detail. So effectively, there's there's a bunch of turkeys out there and birds and like like poultry, chicken and turkeys that are sick that have the bird flu. Now, maybe they're not sick, but they are carrying it. And so now everyone is a little nervous over there about how this might affect Thanksgiving. Any thoughts, you guys? I've got all sorts of thoughts. The first one from that last little part that you read, we have asymptomatic turkeys. Is is that basically what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> we are. Now, I'm not sure these turkeys are wearing masks like they should. But some, it's, it's, it's definitely spreading quickly in the UK among the birds. It's And it's a highly pathogenic version. Um, so H5N8, which is the current strain that we're talking about, H5N8 is highly pathogenic. So this is a dangerous version of this. It's a dangerous strain of the uh, of this avian flu. Sounds painful for the, <laughs> I don't know. what. So what is a... Do we know what a, a turkey actually does when it contracts the bird flu? Um, it gets sick and it stays home from school and mm-hmm. uh, it stays inside. Its friends don't like the, it can't play with its friends. Um, it, gets, it gets to watch <laughs> Wait, daytime TV but, all day. Oh, 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 you're talking about the birds. Excuse me. Yes, the birds. <laughs> like, the, I know when I stayed home, my mom made me chicken noodle soup, but that seems like it'd be a little taboo. <laughs> yeah, that seems cult- culturally inappropriate for <laughs> So what is the bird flu? Here's some frequently asked questions on WebMD. What is the bird flu? Bird flu, or avian influenza, is a viral infection spread from bird to bird. Currently, a particularly deadly strain of bird flu, H5N1, continues to spread among poultry in Egypt and in certain parts of Asia. Technically, H5N1 is a highly pathogenic avian flu. It's a virus. It's deadly to most birds, and it's deadly to humans and to other mammals that catch the virus from the birds. H5N1 has killed nearly 60% of the people who have been infected. That is a scary number. Now, the one, the strain found in the UK uh, a few days ago is H5N8. So a different strain, but still highly pathogenic. So if a human does contract it, it's pretty scary. Well, how do we get it? Do we we have to like, um, I mean, because when I think about the flu and I think about symptoms and stuff. I remember one time my brother was laying on the floor in our front room next to the Christmas tree and our dog who happened to be an amazingly large Labrador walked in front of him and just like sneezed in his face. Like, Mm. so do we have to worry about regular, like how how can we get this from, I'm assuming we don't have to be coughed on by a Turkey or, or anything like that. Like what, what do we need to do in order to get this disease? People catch the bird flu by close contact with the birds or their droppings. So in, in this term, this you know, this close contact, it isn't a uniform term. So it, it kind of differs from culture to culture, according to WebMD. So um, things like cleaning the birds, plucking their feathers, 
of, of infected birds, just dealing with them or the people that deal with them in market situations, you know, think, think throughout Asia. And it's also, it's also possible to, to contract it from either swimming or bathing or even drinking water that contaminated birds have been in. I'm going to make sure so, my kids don't go swimming with their pet turkey. <laughs> yeah, don't go, don't go swimming with the turkey. So obviously things like reservoirs and ponds can uh, can really be can really be uh, you know levels of high infection. Now, there is one bit here that's important because people are probably thinking, okay, well, can I get it from eating the bird or not? The answer is technically yes, but it's most likely no. You don't catch the virus. In fact, you cannot catch the virus from eating fully cooked chicken, turkey, or eggs. Okay? So if your meat is fully cooked, don't worry. Just fill up. No problem. But there are some cases where undercooked meat has resulted in a contraction of the flu, of the bird flu. <laughs> it's enough for someone to be a little concerned about how done the bird is. And I think that's a fair, it's a fair reason to, to whoever's cooking your Thanksgiving meal. It's a fair reason to kind of look over their shoulder and kind of ask how the turkey's going. <laughs> are you sure it's been in there long enough, mom? I just want to be sure. Why don't we just add 10 minutes? What's wrong with that? <laughs> that would be me. That would, that yeah, would be what sure I would that temperature gauge pops. <laughs> don't don't try that. Pretty nice out. temperature gauge. Our uh, our temperature gauge when we stick it in, it it it's a, an exterior one, so it goes into the turkey and then it sits outside our oven. And then when it hits the right temperature, our our gauge actually starts gobbling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would I would say the temperature gauge not only needs to pop, but it, it needs to pop way up. I don't want like this, you know, barely popped temperature gauge. So this year I'll be, uh, I'll be checking on that. But unlike human flu, bird flu doesn't really easily spread from person to person. In the, in the few cases where there has been, you know, human to human transmission, it's because of uh, these people are being exceptionally close. Uh, and the, the example given here is uh, a mother who caught the virus from their infant while they were, you know, while the infant was sick and they were caring for the infant, obviously there's going to be a lot of very close human-to-human -human contact between a baby and their and their parents, especially their mother. My guess is uh, is amorous activity between two people is probably something that is also uh, a possibility to to spread from human to human. But by and large, it's not really not really spread between people. You know, if there's one thing that I think health um, health teachers could do more. To protect their students is they could go into more detail about what amorous activity actually is. Randall, what is amorous activity? <laughs> That's a good question. I I <laughs> I, uh, I raised the joke because I honestly have no clue, and I'm upset at my health teacher because she told me about <laughs> abstinence, but she never told me about amorous activity. <laughs> well, I think that you've deduced what it is. Yes, amorous activity is is physical intimacy. There we go. <laughs> Range well, the vocabulary not... level of our audience. That's yep, right. <laughs> that's that's very good. It, it, maybe we'll we'll spell that and put that in the show notes for you. Um, <laughs> so I'm not really super concerned about contracting the virus, but I am concerned about the economic implications that this could have for turkey farmers around the world, um, mm -hmm. or just regular. I mean, the turkeys are getting it, but there's birds and chicken, and, and I actually I happen to be in the middle of an of a, a pandemic among chickens when I was in South Korea in 2004 and not very many people got sick, but so many people were death, so deathly afraid of the fact that these birds were having um, the avian flu 
and that mm-hmm. it was spreading worldwide, their chicken industry in South Korea went bankrupt. Like people just stopped buying chicken and all of a sudden chicken was like no longer available in the entire country. What? So I don't, I mean, I don't expect something like that to happen here, but I do, if if this is bad, especially with all of the, the, the fear mongering that's going on in the country and around the world. And I, I can see like huge implications for the bird, the turkey and the chicken industry, just in general, just because <laughs> people are kind of, you know, worried, especially now. It's funny you bring up South Korea, Randall, because I was looking at this article and it appears that the H5N8 strand that we're talking about in, in this week's episode actually originated in 2014 in South Korea. Mm-hmm. They and got it bad. It, it killed tens of millions of chickens over a 120 day period. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a lot of poultry. And then somebody should write a book about, about that. <laughs> Maybe make a movie. From the chicken's perspective. <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing what that looked like in my head. I, I'm yeah, trying not Brad, to get Brad Pitt. Political. <laughs> all sorts of Brad Pitt could be the, the main character. Brad Pitt? <laughs> yeah. Love it. Well, he was in World War Z. I mean. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I was saying, so, making uh, reference guess, to one of my favorite zombie movies. Yeah, that's really good. So apparently the, the it's the migrating fowl, by the way, who are like the primary carriers so yeah um, the snowbirds it, it makes for a fun discussion to talk about <laughs> what what thanksgiving might be like with uh with uh, a sick turkey um but by and large it, the odds of this actually being a problem at your thanksgiving meal this year are really really slim so it is it is you know we want to give you a fun reason to panic this thanksgiving but we also don't we also don't want to legitimately scare you or do we I <laughs> that that, oh, got, that got real que- that so, got real creepy real quick. <laughs> yes, it did. I liked it. So, <laughs> as I was reading the article, I got thinking about our our current environment, right? Where there's there's a lot of of derision among the people as to you know do we need to panic about a pathogen or not? And it reminded me of Monsters Inc. You guys remember Monsters Inc.? We're going oh, way sure. back. Favorite movie. And I'm on a magazine. And uh, there's the scene <laughs> when <laughs> yes. Uh, there's the scene where the the uh, the big calico monster goes into the the closet, right, to scare, and he comes out, and he's got the sock on his shoulder, and his buddy, trying to be right. helpful, calls up code twenty three nineteen, right, and all of a sudden you've got the 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 equivalent of the CDC that shows up. They throw him in the the rack, they shave him, they scrub him down, and uh, you know then he gets to wear the collar on his neck over it, right, and so then he's terrified. To go back in and like, we got you an easy door towards the end of the movie. He goes back in, comes out. Um, well, then they put the sock on the ground, cover it. Oh, yeah. Bolt it down and then like explode. Is yeah. this going to be one of those <laughs> things where, you know, if, if you get that bird, are you are you going to be like the helpful citizen that's like, ah, H, uh, what is it? H, H5N8. And suddenly your entire town is under quarantine. Or do you just kind of let it slide? Mm. I mean, we are well, a little spooked right now when it comes to these If it's things. not highly contagious, right? Right. Well, if it's not highly contagious, I, I don't know. I think that I would – that's a good question. I think I would probably just uh, let my doctor know and then just lay low. Um, I don't think that I would, like, make a big noise about it. I'd probably you – know, because uh, human-to-human transmission is really unlikely or it's hard to do, I'd probably quarantine for just a little bit, not very much, uh, just to be safe, and then yeah, I'd, be, I'd be done with it. So, no, I would not, I would not make a, a big, loud cry about, about it at all. Can you imagine FEMA and uh... – 
CDC at battle with each other <laughs> because we're blowing up turkeys so that they're not uh, <laughs> passing diseases anymore. <laughs> oh man, what, what, that makes me it makes me wonder if there would ever if the avian flu between birds got bad enough to where there if there would be like a like a zombie turkey apocalypse where we had uh, we had turkeys that were just trying to come after us and we had to end up shooting them and protecting and saving the world from zombies. Um, that does that that I admit that did cross my mind. All right. So, let's do this. Let's scale this bad boy. Let's 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 decide let's decide where we put this on the panic scale and why. Uh, Tyler, why don't you go first? Why don't you lead us out on this one? As much as the the articles and the things that I found that I could understand because a lot of them were in gibberish that, that made no sense to me. I don't have that many degrees. It's like they try to make it out to be something that you need to be aware of and concerned about. And but then you get to the end of the articles and the punchline is they deal mostly with migratory waterfowl. Uh, yeah. And, and sure, you, you know, nobody wants to, to get hit by a, you know, a dead goose as it keels over on its migration back to Canada. Like that's the thing I'm honestly most concerned about. <laughs> is a bird falling from the sky and hitting you? Is a bird falling from the sky because all of a sudden it keels over from, from <laughs> H5 N5. You can tell where it is. I'm going to put this on the panic scale. It, it's, it's just, it's not high. I'm going to put this at probably a half, maybe a 0.6. Yeah on the panic scale fair that's fair enough um yeah it is it is pretty low risk of contraction um although it did say that like it, it has gotten into donkeys and pigs uh so it it seems unlikely and because of that it seems unlikely that the world will ever really rid itself that's a lot of ours of the bird flu uh in in many of these of these strains randall what, what have you got for us just just as a side side real quick if it gets into my bacon my panic oh, yeah. scale will go way up. <laughs> With good reason. With good reason. Appreciate that, Tyler. Way to bring it home. Randall, what do, what do you think? I'd have to give it, oh, I don't know, probably, may, I'll give it a one, just just because that's mm-hmm. what I feel like most things should get uh, when they're at this level. In fact, the only reason I'm giving it a one is because I can't stop thinking about something that happened to me this earlier earlier today that I'm a little bit more concerned about than the bird flu, it's because I found a fat bird in my sewage pipe. But, uh... <laughs> oh no! <laughs> fatberg. If if the, if you guys are wondering what a fatberg is, you have to go back to the episode about um. Oh, what was the episode about? The well, monster of Whitechapel. Whitechapel. That's right. The monster of Whitechapel episode. Go back and that's that's an episode that you cannot miss. If you haven't heard that one, you must go back. <laughs> so oh, I'm giving it a zero because right now I'm worried about fatbergs. Even though I got rid of it, <laughs> it made me almost late to this podcast. <laughs> oh man. Well, good for you. I'm glad to hear that. All right, so we'll one. Uh, for me, um, I'm, I'm I'm just going to split the uprights between you guys. I'm just going to give it a 0.75. It's pretty low for me. Um, it's just the fact that I'm all on, you know, because of COVID, I'm I'm just kind of amped up on all of the the microbiology stuff, and um, you know, I, I think right now in, in any kind of microbiological um, threat is just going to be a little elevated for for many of us. And and I guess it is for me too. So I'm going to go 0.75 on the panic scale. Not really worried about this at all. It's not going to affect my Thanksgiving, um, even though I do plan on eating turkey. Um, I'll just make sure that uh, that turkey is nice and cooked and I'm going to enjoy myself. Very good. Any final thoughts, guys? Uh, Enjoy your Thanksgiving, everybody. Be safe. Enjoy your family. Uh, but no, that's, that's all I got. Thank you for, uh, for a fun segment, Eli. <laughs>
You bet. Thank you guys. Appreciate that. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Reason to Panic. We're the only podcast for the worried mind. Our job is to make sure that you are never without a reason to panic. See you next week. Charge!